Alright, so thank you. Shadow Tiger says that the sound is good. Esquilax says the same thing. And we've got a couple of comments in the live chat already. Archimedean Eye says that they haven't seen old mate Joseph Coney. <clears throat> Pardon me, for eight years or so. It's one mind virus after the next. Yeah, whatever happened to Coney? Whatever happened to Coney? Mm, good question. And uh, what am I on here? Let's have a look. Yeah, that's good. Let's just zoom in here. Control plus. There we go. That's the johnthebond.com main page. Today we're looking at this Coney virus uh, video that I released a few days ago. Go back to the comments. What a time to be alive. Yes, indeed. Shadow Tiger says that it's looking like the US will go into full lockdown very soon. Uh, Comedian I says this has to be a total reset of some sort. Yes, it certainly seems that way. All right. So what I said on last night's stream was that today I would go through the comments left on this video on BitChute and uh, read out and respond to all of the comments that have been left. Now, this is a presentation I put together, as I said, a few days ago. And one of the key elements of it is analyzing some of the news footage that people are being given of this pandemic that is uh, sweeping the hospitals in Italy. And what I'm suggesting is that the hospitals in Italy footage is the uh, coronavirus equivalent of the falling man from... 9-11. So that's a 42-minute presentation. It is available on my BitChute channel. And as I've been saying for a while, it's important for content creators such as myself and some of you also to videos or podcasts to have at least two different avenues to release your material. So if you've got a YouTube channel, that's great. Why not have a BitChute channel? Why not have a Podbean or a SoundCloud? Or why not have your own website on a server that you pay for? Or something. Have something and then tell your listeners or your viewers, here's the other place. Pardon me. Here's the other place. And they, if they're aware of both, when one disappears, some of them will know where to go to find your new material. Because if you don't do that, and then your YouTube channel suddenly disappears, that's it. Every uh, reader that you might have on your blog or every viewer on your channel or if you listen on your podcast, it's over. It's over because you didn't back up that audience in a way. So that's what I'm trying to do. And so that's why I've been uploading to BitChute lately. And that's where I uploaded this video. So I'll play just a few minutes of it and then we'll get into a, a discussion of some of the comments that have already been left because that's what I said I would do. Today is, by the way, the 23rd of March, 2020. It's a Monday here in beautiful... Kuala Lumpur, Malaysia. Today is day Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. Today is day six of the lockdown here and day two of the military enforcement of the lockdown. It hasn't, uh, I haven't seen, I haven't personally seen any uh, lockdown in terms of police or military doing anything. I've been spending most of my time here in this uh, apartment and just walking back and forth from the convenience stores and the restaurants in this area. So I've spent very little time outside of this condominium complex. And uh, yeah, most of my, my time has been spent in this room. So in terms of the, pil- the police or the military enforcing this uh, lockdown, 
I haven't got direct, you know, line of sight um, experience of that myself. But again, as I said, I haven't been out there. But it does sound, it sounds more full on than it is. When you say, oh, the military is enforcing the lockdown, which is, of course, martial law, let's not kid ourselves, that does sound worse than it looks in the sense of you can walk around and, yeah, it's a ghost town out there, but um, it's not... Uh, it's not tanks on the street, so far as I've, so far as I'm aware. I have been following the, the Malaysian social media as much as I can, um, but I haven't checked it this morning. I, I woke up this morning and then decided to uh, get ready and do this stream. So, the point I'm trying to tell you is, when I talk about this military enforcement of the lockdown, uh, I'm fine. I'm fine, and things seem fine out there. Malaysians appear to be following all the rules, and um, it's not. Yeah, it's not tanks or guns on the street, as far as as far as I've seen. But you know, things are changing every day. Things are escalating every day. Who knows what the future holds? So with that being said, let's play a few minutes of this coronavirus video again. This is available on my BitChute channel. Link in the info box below. Let's take a look at this and just bear with me. I'll try and find the uh, relevant section because I spent the first few minutes just explaining what was going on at the time. Just how? How uh? We left to fill in the timber of this guy's voice, or the ten years ago, I think it was that. You know, this is where it gets full on, and they're in terrible shape. Okay, so what have we actually seen there? What have we actually seen take place there? Nothing. Images don't take anything. In every hospital in northern right. Italy. So let's play this. As I'll be they back show in just a what looks like a nurse going to grab some supplies. Very important when we're analysing these videos. Take note of the sound. Take note of the images. Don't take anything. Don't take anything for granted. You've got to pay close attention. That's what we're going to do. The staff are working flat out trying to keep these. Okay, so she just walked to grab something. Okay, big deal. People from deteriorating further. They're trying to stop them from dying. Hmm. Well, I don't know what that is. I'm not trained in uh, medicine. She's gone to grab something and she's handed it over to stop this guy from dying. This isn't an intensive care unit. It's an emergency ward. The ICU is full. People have only just arrived here and they're in terrible shape. Okay, so what have we actually seen there? What have we actually seen take place there? Nothing. Nothing. Just the sounds and also the, the timbre of this guy's voice or the the way that he's projecting, the way he speaks. It's a doomed disaster, but what have we actually seen? Nothing. This is an absolute constant. This killer pandemic is virtually out of control. Killer pandemic, virtually out of control. The patients are literally gasping for air. The patients are literally gasping for air. Now, this is where it gets full on. They're showing these people with all these big balloon things on their head. Have you ever seen this before? Listen, I don't watch television. I don't watch the popular medicine shows of today. I don't even know what the popular medicine shows of today are. When I was a kid, it was ER, Chicago, Hope, this kind of thing. Uh, Ten years ago, I think it was that supposed comedy about the doctor with OCD. Uh, before that, Scrubs. I mean, whatever is a popular TV show about... Uh, medicine now. I don't know. I don't watch it. I don't want to watch it. Maybe they've already prepped people with this kind of footage in those shows. But what the hell is this? What, what are these things? This, for people like me who don't know what this is, if we weren't being critical, 
Just seeing this would be alarming. Like, what the hell? Balloons on people's heads. The plastic bubbles the staff struggle to communicate through attempt to equalize the air pressure in the lungs. Okay, so now they show people wheeling some guy down the corridor. Nobody expected this. Nobody thought they'd be treating so many so quickly. Nobody expected it. They've been overwhelmed. Blah, and blah, it's blah. not like flu. It is chronic pneumonia. And it is killing hundreds. And it's not like the flu. It's pneumonia. It's killing hundreds. Each day. Each day. There are now 15 patients. The doctors say they've seen nothing like it before and are warning other countries, especially the United Kingdom, that they will see it as well. People have keep describing this as like... So, we're, we're a minute 30 into this, and what have we actually seen? You haven't seen death. You've seen people. That's all you've seen. That's all they've shown us. Flu, it's worse than that, no? No, it's, 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 it's totally another thing. So this guy says, oh, this is worse than the flu, right? This guy's like, yeah, it's a totally different thing. I think it must... Just wearing what looks like a sports sweater, by the way. N pneumonia. <laughs> more pneumonia than, uh, than flu. Mm -hmm. Because mo most people get pneumonia. And, and uh, as I said before, it, it's a very severe pneumonia. And so it's a, a massive, uh, massive strength for, for uh, uh, every health system. Because we see every day 50 to 60 patients who come to our emergency department with pneumonia. And so supposedly these people in here are dying and these guys are just conducting their little interview in the corridor with the doors wide open. Most of them. Do, do you see a problem with this? Just thinking through this, do you see any problem with what is being presented in this Sky News video, this particular scene? Do you, do you notice anything? Is there any part about this where you think to yourself, hold on, this does not really make sense? It's so severe, they, they need a very high FiO2 of oxygen. And so it's, we have to reorganize uh, our emergency room and our hospital in three levels of intensity, as, as, you, as you saw. This is the main hospital in Bergamo, in Lombardy province. It's one of the most advanced. Okay, so they're showing us this room and you've got what, four, five, six, maybe ten people in there, uh, in bed, so ostensibly they are, or presumably they are sick, and you've got the medical personnel, maybe four or five people in the room, okay? Yes, but what are we really seeing? Advanced hospitals in Europe. But it's the most hard... Okay, so notice here, they're now showing us a corridor uh, section. Okay, so now the footage is of the corridor, but we're still hearing the, the air sound, like the wheezing sound. Let's pay attention to this again. Pay close attention to the sound that you're hearing. The most advanced hospitals in Europe. But it's the most... Notice how when they cut to the corridor scene, we're still hearing the sound effects from the, the makeshift ICU, the emergency room. So why do you think that is? Because this is all heavily edited. And for what effect? For what purpose? Think through this. Hard hit of all the hospitals in Italy. The town... There's the ding, ding, ding. All they're showing us is two people on beds. This guy is just wearing normal clothes, by the way. It's the center of the epidemic here. 
Where's that ding, ding, ding coming from? You understand that has been edited in in post-production. That's not an organic sound. Why are they doing that? Because this is propaganda. This isn't a ward. This is a And you could show this to the average lemming, right? And a lemming with moderate to above moderate intelligence would look at what I've just said and agree. They'd be like, yeah, okay, it's been edited. But that's because we need to be scared of this. We need to be worried. They would defend it. Yes, they would. Waiting room. Wherever you go, people so that's a few are on station, And most of it is spent analysing different footage from this supposed pandemic, uh, in particular in Italy. With the idea being that, for some people, the, the TV, the screen, the monolith, it's all-powerful. They can't think rationally about what they're being shown. They can't... They, they don't even notice when it's being edited. So, for instance, when they're playing that ding, 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 they, don't, they won't notice that that's being played the exact same sound from one shot to a different shot. In other words, this has been edited. They won't even notice that. They're not thinking consciously about the media they're consuming. The vast majority of people, that's the case. Even in the so-called truth movement, or the so-called truth scene, a lot of people, when they're consuming this content, it's like magic, okay? When they're watching news stories, the, the television is truly a, a magical force that most people have no defences against, no defences against it. They, they do not have the processing power, if you want to call it that. They don't have the critical thinking ability to, to analyse what's coming into their mind, into their eyes and ears, in real time, they can't, they just can't keep up with it. So it's just straight in their mind. And so you show them this footage of uh, these hospitals, these so-called hospitals in Italy. Whatever is being said to them, whatever the, the main tenor of the video is, is going to go into their, into their psyche. It's going to be part of what they now see the world as. So in this case, this footage of hospitals, now there's hospitals in panic, in pandemonium in Italy. Okay, they can't, they've got no defense against it. So what I'm trying to do is to show, here is how this footage has been edited. And here is why I think they're doing it this way. Do you notice this in the video? Do you notice this in the sound? Do you notice this? Do you notice this? Because this is what I'm doing when I consume this content. When I'm watching these news stories, this is all I'm doing. I'm not, I'm not believing it and then trying to find problems with it. I'm analyzing it in real time. I don't necessarily believe that most people can develop this skill. Maybe they can. I don't know. So I'm not doing it to teach people how to analyze. It's more, guys, this is the kind of thing I'm doing when I'm watching this footage. What are you doing? Are you analyzing it the same way? And hopefully by releasing this kind of material, even if it gets scrubbed from YouTube or it gets scrubbed from Big Shoot or whatever, I've got copies of it. And so in a year's time, five years' time, ten years' time, whatever the case is, I can look back and say, hey, I didn't fall for this nonsense. In fact, not only did I see through the nonsense... I was pointing it out in real time. There's no example of that from September 11. And, and how could there be? That We didn't have the technology back then. We didn't have live streaming. We didn't have uh, the internet the way that we have it now. We didn't have computers the way that we have them now. I mean, I can basically run my own little TV station here, and so can you. We can all uh, do this now in real time. That wasn't a, an option 20 years ago. But also 20 years ago, I don't think most people worked out what was going on. I don't think most people... Uh, saw through it at the time. It's those of us who've come afterwards who've learnt about September 11 and other events that we're able to look at an event like this as we're watching and go, hold on, no, I don't, I don't believe this. 
I don't believe what you're saying to me. I think this is a hoax. So with all that being said, let's go and check out the live stream comments. See what is being said. Good Servant says, I'm in California, totally locked down. Let's have a look. Good Servant says he's got a podcast he just started. Good. Feel free to uh, post a, a link in the in the live stream chat if you like. Esquilac says, yeah, great interview place with regards to the, uh, the doctor and the hazmat man in the right in the doorway of the supposed ICU. Alistair Kane says, good morning, Joey. Good morning. Well, what is it? It's uh, almost midnight for you in New York, isn't it? So good evening to yourself. So yeah, I recommend if you haven't already, go and check out that video in full. The link is in the info box below of the show that you're watching, of the stream that you're watching right now. So let's get to the fun of this particular presentation and read through the comments. I said for every comment that was left, I would read it out and respond in kind. So let's see. Okay, so again, this is from Coney Virus News Programming Analysis, which I published, when did I publish this? Five days ago? March 20th. Only three days ago. Wow. There you go. So, thrice aid Hermes, it says, and I'll put this all in highlight. Says, top-notch video. Thank you for the compliment. I've had a bit shoot for ages and not gotten around to uploading many videos or promoting it. I'm starting to fix that right away. I'm glad to hear it. By the way, Diapy Diapy or Thrice Aid Hermes, as he's known, sensational video maker. And uh, I'll put a link to his channel in the info box below as well. I was very hesitant with the NPC meme, but I can see my error. So the NPC meme, you guys remember a couple of years ago, there was this meme that was very popular on Twitter and other social media, particularly from people who are so-called right-wing, saying that the so-called left-wing are non-player characters. They're bots. They just respond like uh, Pavlovian-trained animals to stimuli. They see Orange Man on TV, they get angry. They see John Oliver say, Orange Man bad, laughter track, they laugh because they're stupid. They're not thinking for themselves, just the stimuli comes, they've been trained, they react to the stimuli. And one of the things that was uh, heavily uh, involved in that, this, the propagation of that meme at the time, was this idea that there were studies that have been done to look at how much do people think? Uh, how much do people have internal uh, monologue or dialogue? How much are people in silence having thoughts in their head to themselves? I think this or I think this or I don't like this or why are they doing that? What am I planning to do next, etc.? What some people refer to as an internal monologue or dialogue. There were supposedly some studies that were done that showed that most people don't really have one. They kind of do sometimes, but for the most part, they're just floating through life with very, 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 very little internal thought, conscious internal thought. And for a lot of people, it was like, what? How is that possible? Because for a lot of people, internal thought is a constant in their life. They might not continuously, 100% of the day, have internal thought, but it's just a regular part of their day, thinking to themselves. So this idea that other people aren't doing that was paradigm shifting for a lot of people. And that was a large part of the propagation of the NPC meme a couple of years ago. I think it was 2017, that one was big. 2017, might have been 2018, forgive me. So that's what Thrice at Hermes is re referring to here. He says, I was very hesitant with the meme, but I can see my error. In, in other words, he's saying that I didn't want to believe. I was 
hesitating to believe that the majority of people around us are non-player characters. But now he's apparently coming around to it. He says, I am certain my sister is a player character, in other words, somebody who does think for themselves, who hasn't woken up in the way that I did. I tell her certain things that I think. She totally gets it. I know she does... Like, I know she gets it, as I'll talk to her a week later, and she will have worked out a whole load of things that I didn't tell her, all on her own. She often does this by observing other people. I find myself in the quandary... Let me just highlight this. I find myself in the quandary of wondering how much to tell her, as seeing what we see is such a drastic change in perspective, and I don't feel like one can force another to put on the sunglasses. The sunglasses reference being to they live where you put on the sunglasses and now you can see what's really going on. Anyway, that is an aside. For whatever reason, this stuff is happening, at least some part of it must be, that there is something that those with eyes to see are meant to see. I'm already convinced that the third part of my adult life started two years ago when I left the monastery, because Diaper used to be in a monastery, believe it or not, and is supposed to last for another eight years. It's going to be interesting. Yeah, and if you're interested in hearing more about Diaby's time in the monastery, we recorded a two-hour conversation about his experience inside a monastery for an episode of the John the Bond podcasts a few weeks ago, which you can find on johnlebond.com. So I thanked him for the comment. And then Habs Captain John Tavares says, what do you mean by NPC? Do you mean like literally not human, robot soul portal types? Or just actual normal people that are absolutely 100% brainwashed? That's a good question. The NPC concept means different things to different people. It even means different things to me than what it might mean to some of the members of my website or the people who mix in the same circles that I mix in. So in a broad sense, I I personally use NPC to refer to these people who do not and cannot think for themselves. So the analogy I was making last night was to a school of fish. If you look at footage of fish swimming, they all seem to dart. Some, it depends on the species, obviously, but the ones who hang out in schools, in packs, they all just dart together. And I don't think it's a coincidence that we call school, school, like the education system, going to school. Same thing. People, they just dart together. The TV says there's been a big bombing on, uh, in, in some hospital or some, no, some airport in, in Europe. They all just believe it. Okay? They, there's, no, there's no critical thought whatsoever. There's no, oh, they, they're telling me that there's been a bombing, but can I trust the TV on this one? There's not, no, for the vast majority of people. So I use the NPC uh, term to describe these people. Now, am I saying that they are literally robots? Well, kind of, but it takes a lot of explanation. So uh, if you're interested in those kind of things, just go to johnlebond.com in the search section, just type in NPC. And I've got several videos available for free that go into detail about this. And then for the members of my site, I get into far more esoteric concepts, far more, how do we say, I get into ideas about what this what this world is to me, what I see the world as, that I generally only keep for people who are looking for that material. Not so much for these live streams or my YouTube videos, more for the membership section of the site because these are people who are looking for that kind of material and are more, how do we say, prepared to hear my perspective and even if they disagree with it, not get triggered with it, not get upset by it. Okay, that's JLB's opinion. 
maybe agree, maybe disagree, no problem. Whereas if I was to present some of those ideas to YouTube or to, to the public, some of them might not react so well. And that's not my... I'm not trying to trigger people. I'm not trying to troll people. That's not what I'm trying to do. So yeah, so NPC means different things to different people. But just on a basic level, yeah, people who, who cannot and will not think for themselves will not swim against the herd. People who, without any conscious thought, will just believe whatever the TV tells them. TV shows them footage of a doctor and a hazmat guy in a corridor of a, of a so-called hospital. That's real. There's no question about it. It's real. And if they're saying it's scary, then it's scary. Whatever they're told, they believe. They have, they have no capacity to sit back and reflect on what's being presented to them. They have no capacity to do it. They have no interest in doing it. They will not do it. No matter what I say, no matter what you say, no matter how much information is presented to them from people like myself, it doesn't matter. You might have a best friend who's an NPC. It doesn't matter how many times you show them smiling Robbie Parker or crazy Carlos Arredondo. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. They're not going to change. This is their nature. This is their nature. Yes. So, Technonosis says, it's the apocalypse. Oh no, who would have thought? Well, apocalypse, if you look into the etymology of the term apocalypse, the etymology seems to suggest that it means the unveiling. The unveiling. The uh, lifting of the curtain, as it were. So a lot of people think that Apocalypse kind of means like the four horsemen, fire and brimstones, uh, you know, death, destruction, plague, famine, these kinds of things, which it can kind of mean that in, in certain context. But just from the etymology of the word, it just means unveiling. It just means unveiling. So the apocalypse is the lifting of the veil. Yeah, the opening of the curtain. If you think about The Wizard of Oz, think about the film The Wizard of Oz. The, there's this great being who scares the hell out of people and and uh, they're all scared crapless when Dorothy and her friends get to the Wizard of Oz he starts yelling at them, berating them, scaring them and they're all trembling and stuff and they do as the great, uh, the great Oz tells them to do and they come back later and they're not very impressed with the great wizard because he doesn't fulfill his promises and then the curtain is drawn back and it's not some great powerful dude. It's some other dude using the screen, using the telescreen, using illusion, using magic to fool the masses. And who is it that opens up that curtain? Who is it that lifts the veil? It's the dog, Dodo, Toto. Toto the dog lifts the veil. Yes. I could get into a lot of the symbolism of 9-11 for you right now. I've done it in other presentations, so I, I won't go over this... Uh, material too much but there was a dog that supposedly died on 9-11 as well named Sirius Sirius the dog supposedly working for the New Jersey Police Department or the New York Police Department one of these he or the Port Authority the, the New York Port Authority or something like this there was a dog that was supposedly a, a helper dog for a police officer and then he died on 9-11 supposedly Sirius, the police dog. If you haven't looked into the the occult, some of the occult traditions regarding symbols and meaning and existence, you might not find any of this interesting at all. <clears throat> but for those of us who've looked into those things, we can see that it might not be a coincidence that the 
the 9-11 dog was named Sirius. Might not be a coincidence. And uh, if you're interested in that, let me know in the live stream comments. I might go over more of this later. But let's just say that, yeah, lifting the veil, seeing the man behind the curtain, that it's all an illusion, this may be considered part of the path of initiation. And there's a very small number of people out there, some of them watching this stream right now, who you might be able to say, you might be able to, to view the world, you might interpret what's happened as these people, whether it was through 9-11 or some other hoax event on TV, began an initiation of sorts. What was that initiation into? It's all subjective, I would suggest. I can't tell you uh, what... I can't tell you where your path leads, because I don't know. I don't even know where my path leads. But one interpretation might be that we are living among... whether you want to call them NPCs or the undead, or however you want to conceptualize them, this idea that we're all the same, that we're all inherently the same, that we were taught at school, everyone's the same. We're all human beings, yay. And then in the truth movement, it's the same idea. Oh, the people who don't know, we just have to show them. We just have to spread the word, spread awareness, and soon they'll wake up. Both school and the so-called truth movement are pushing the same bullshit idea that we're all the same. Maybe we're not, and maybe these events are part of an apocalypse, part of an unveiling of the truth, that you are something inherently different from the creatures that you have up until this point believed were the same as you. Possibly. So Magicono65 says the mental apocalypse of the masses. Well, yeah, again, it depends what apocalypse means to you. Truth Magnet P says regarding the trucks, so this is in regards to the trucks. There's, I, I showed the footage in, uh, in this presentation. I might just show a couple minutes of it now. Let's see if we can find that. Here it is. So you guys might have seen these trucks that are supposedly transported. Okay, what are we bodies. being shown? Trucks. How do we know what's in the trucks? How do we know? Yeah, exactly. How do we know what's in the trucks? The trucks are supposedly carrying all these dead bodies because Italy has been overwhelmed by dead bodies. Maybe they are. Maybe these trucks are full of dead bodies. We're not shown that. We're not shown coffins. We're not shown anything. We're just shown trucks. Okay? All we're shown is military trucks. That's all. That's all the footage shows. If you have bought into this idea that trucks are transporting dead bodies in Italy, go and check out the footage, see what you can find. If you can find footage that shows coffins at least, okay, now we're getting somewhere. If it shows someone looking through the truck and they see coffins or they show bodies, great, now we're getting somewhere. The point I'm making is they don't even have to do that. All they have to do is show the trucks and say, this is footage of trucks transporting bodies. And people believe it, again, swimming as fish, no conscious thought, no, well, okay, there's trucks, but that doesn't mean there's dead bodies in there. How do I know that that's true? How come you're telling me this? This, this could be true, it could be fake. This is not compelling in any way, shape, or form. No, most people cannot do that. And again, we'll never do that. You have to understand. They will never do that. Ever. So, Truth Magnet P says, regarding those trucks, if they are supposedly retrieving bodies, they should be all over the city at different hospitals and places, not in a convoy. This is reminiscent of those Wuhan trucks spraying the city in convoy. The first truck sprays an area, the second truck sprays the exact same area, the third ditto, ditto, ditto. A real-life citywide fumigation would be done according to a grid pattern. But then this is just for propaganda effect, as we know. Excellent comment. Indeed, propaganda. That is what we are looking at. Truth Magnet P says... 
I often watch a vid with no sound, then listen to the sound with no vid, then watch them together, and as I've often said, you can edit a bunch of footage together and then stick a loaded narrative over the top to convince anyone of anything. Indeed, the masses will believe the great show on their telescreen. They will believe what is being put on in front of them by the man behind the curtain. And they have no capacity whatsoever for critical thought about what they're being shown. And again, I have to stress this. It's not a case of, oh, well, if we just show them. No. They've been, some of them have been shown. Some of you have shown them yourself. You've tried to show a friend smiling Robbie Parker. Or you've tried to show a friend crazy Carlos Arredondo or creepy Gene Rosen. How has your friend responded? Probably by attacking you or insulting you or denigrating you. Okay? It's not a case of, oh, we just have to show them. That's ridiculous. They've been shown. And they choose, not even choose, that's the wrong word. They continue to believe. The fact they don't have a choice is the important part here. Swim as fish, okay? Swim as fish. Fish dart this way, they dart. They dart. They dart. They dart. They dart. Wherever the school is darting, that's where they dart. Yes. No capacity for independent critical thought whatsoever. None. Zero. That is the important takeaway here. If that happens to come from an authoritative source, they will believe it reflexively. Yes. Assume the position of authority and people will believe what they are told without involving too many dendritical pathways. I don't know what dendritical means, but uh, based on everything else Truth Magnet has said, I think we're on the same page. Yes, the masses will believe what they're shown. G. Pop says, excellent video as always, thank you. In the UK, they are already planting the seed on the news. It goes as follows. If the guidelines are not followed, then the measures could be more severe or worse that affects. This is with regards to the so-called lockdowns. This means it will be more severe. The lemmings have bought it and are already posting pics of Boris on Facebook congratulating him on what he has done so they will fully support a total lockdown without a single question asked. So again, this is in regards to the lockdown. That is taking place in England. It was announced a few days ago and I was talking about that in the uh, presentation, this let's find it. In this coronavirus news program analysis uh, presentation, I spoke about the lockdown taking place in England, which is full on. It is full on that we have already reached the level of people being told to stay in their houses, okay, over a so-called virus. What the hell? Washing your hands to death and purchasing toilet roll by the hundreds simply isn't enough. Must try harder. Must lock people down, etc. So. Excellent comment, G-Pop. Thank you. Berrien says, Excellent video. BitChute is where the freedom is for now. Yeah, the thing is, I looked into where BitChute is from or who's behind it. I'll be honest, it seems a little bit suspicious to me. A little bit, just a little bit. So, if YouTube were ever to blanket ban people like myself or the other, the many other content creators in this, uh, this niche, if that were to ever happen, and again, I don't know if it will. I don't know. Who knows? But if that were to happen, uh, yes, BitChute would be a good refuge for a while, but it might not necessarily uh, be a permanent solution. And so what I also recommend content creators do, and I've certainly done it myself, is get yourself a mailing list. Okay, there's a link to my mailing list in the info box below. All you need is an email address, and then just also put something in this, in this field, the first name field, whether it's a name or an initial or whatever, it doesn't matter. You have to have to put something in email and something in the first name field, and that's it. Once you press submit, you're in. You're on the mailing list. 
and that way if the YouTube was deleted or we were banned if the BitChute was deleted or we were banned then I could still get my content out to the people who want to see it, the people who want to hear it and like I said in the previous stream if you're just watching this you're just passing by you don't really care totally cool not a big deal but if you are interested in this enough to want to be updated if the channels disappear the mailing list is the best way to make sure that will happen and so if you are a youtuber or if you are a blogger or a podcaster I strongly recommend you get yourself a mailing list there are companies that you can use for free that you all, it takes look it might take 15 or 20 minutes or 30 minutes to set it up you know when you when you sign up to have a mailing list and then learn how to embed that on your website or on your blog or to put links on your YouTube videos or whatever, it might take you some time to learn, but it's 100% worth it, 100%. Because once you do that, anybody who cares about your work, anybody who likes your articles or your blogs or your podcasts or your videos, anybody who likes what you're doing and wants to know where to find you if you get deleted, once they're on the mailing list, they can rest assured knowing that you'll be able to tell them, hey, I got deleted from YouTube. You might've noticed my videos are gone. Here's my new channel. Here's where to find me. It works very well. It's it's something that I should have done way more in the past. So I am emphasizing this now. And if you're a content creator, I recommend you do likewise. Because the mailing list is yours. Okay, if, if you use a third-party mailing list service as I do, sure, they can delete you from their platform, but you can download an Excel spreadsheet of your mailing list for your own computer. They can't delete it from your computer. So then you have a list of people who want to know where to find your next blog <clears throat> or your next video or your next podcast. So yeah, mailing list, very useful. If you haven't joined the JLB mailing list, link in the info box below. It'll take you 30 seconds. And then, yeah, whatever YouTube or BitChute does, and I would say it doesn't matter because, hey, it's nice to have YouTube and BitChute as facilities. That's nice. But there are other options. And so once you're on the mailing list, you know that whatever I'm doing, I can keep you informed. And I also use it too to send out because most of the podcasts that I do are just for the members of my website. But sometimes I will send out to the mailing list a direct link to the MP3 so that they can listen if they're interested or to a member video or to a member article. So it's still not released to the public, but the mailing list get access that they wouldn't have access if they're not already a member of johnthebond.com. So it works out good for everybody. And if you're not on that list, make sure you check it out. Link in the info box below. It'll take you 30 seconds to uh, fill that in. So going back to the comments, yeah, so BitChute is where the freedom is for now. Yes, I'm, I don't wanna say, I don't wanna say, like I don't wanna invest too much uh, hope into, into BitChute, but yes, I think it is wise to have a BitChute channel. So I've been promoting mine and it's up to what, 45 subscribers. So that's almost nothing compared to YouTube. I'll be continually promoting this going forward. And I understand a lot of people are hesitant to use BitChute. I was, it took me a long time. But I'm glad I finally did sign up, and now I'm going to encourage more people to, to use BitChute. So Zin Valis says, John, this might be the fake alien invasion. Alien equals foreign doesn't have to mean so-called outer space beings. So I mentioned in that presentation, the coronavirus presentation, that we that we showed a few minutes of earlier, that I you know I thought people are pretty stupid, people are very dumb, they believe their TV that if the, if the people who run the show wanted to, they could fake an alien invasion and get away with it. What I didn't think was that they could get away with a bullshit virus from China or a bullshit virus from Italy. I hadn't thought of that. This has uh, blindsided me in a way. If, if I woke up and they were doing a bullshit fake alien invasion and people believed it, I'd be like, yeah, well, 
people are morons, sure. But I didn't think that we would get to a stage where people are shaming each other for going to the beach with their family on a sunny day. Like, how dare you do that? Don't you know that if you go out in public, we could all die from a virus? I didn't. I didn't. Uh, I didn't predict that. No. I didn't predict that. I didn't predict there'd be people demanding the government lock them down. Like, oh, in other countries, the government's locked everyone down. How come they're locking us down? Why don't you lock us down, daddy government? Lock us down, daddy government. Lock us down. I didn't expect that. No, this is blindsided me. So I mentioned that the fake alien invasion in the presentation. And so what Zinvalis is saying is that this, what's happening, could be the fake alien invasion, with alien meaning foreign. And that's right. So, for instance, in Thailand, they, they use this word alien. They've got their own word for it, farang, but that means non-Thai person. Particularly, they seem to use it particularly to do with uh, white Westerners. But I, I understand, my understanding is that farang, farang just means uh, foreigner, not from here, alien. Now, in our countries, we don't call people aliens. I mean, we don't, how could you now? We're so multicultural, multi-ethnic, multiracial, that if you were to see a non-white person in England, well, that could be a, a second-generation Brit, couldn't it? Quite easily. So, so we don't, in Australia, England, America, we don't use the word alien. Like we, it, it doesn't have a meaning uh, in terms of just looking at someone and assessing them. But in other countries, they do. It's part of their language. That's an alien. That person doesn't belong here. They're not a Thai. And I'm just using Thailand as one example because I've spent some time there over the last year. And so what we're seeing now is countries locking down their borders, saying that people can't come here. We will not take visitors anymore. Only nationals may come. And so in that sense, if that was to be a pervasive thing from this point forward, if that was to continue, if the borders were to remain locked or relatively locked or de facto locked, de facto is in, say, in Thailand, they haven't shut down the borders to foreigners like myself, but they've put in place stringent requirements. You need to have, and this is just today, I mean, if you watch this stream or listen in, in a week's time, things might be different, but at this point in time, or at least when I checked last night, having checked this morning, like I said, I woke up and started this stream. Last I checked it was you need to have a certificate from a doctor saying that you don't have coronavirus, that you've tested positive, uh, sorry, that you've tested negative in the last three days, and the health insurance policy that covers you for that covers you for coronavirus up to US one hundred thousand dollars of treatment. Uh, for a lot of people, that's prohibitive. They're not going to be able to get those requirements. They're not going to do that, so they can't come to Thailand. So that's not a, that's not a complete lockdown, but it's de facto like a uh, like a closed closed border. And some countries aren't even de facto. It is overt, outright. Visitors not welcome here. Uh, supposedly. I say supposedly because I haven't tested what they're saying, but it seems legitimate. And then even if what they're saying is not legitimate, even if they would not enforce that policy, just by saying that they would, again, it, at the very least, it's a de facto closing of the borders. So in that sense, I think what Zinvalis is saying is this is kind of like a fake alien invasion. It's in, guys, we got this virus from all of the visitors coming here. All the visitors came and spread this virus. We've now got to ban them, which of course means that we're going to be banned from their countries. So we're all kind of now stuck in our own little colonies, our own little, uh, our own little piece of land where we were born. That's as far as we can go now, because every country is in lockdown. I think that's the point that Zimbabwe is making. Mezzi, a member of JohnTheBond.com and a fantastic person, says, 
A friend called me today and begged me to watch the news so that I would be informed about the virus. He rang to frighten me. He said, do you believe now? So what Mizzy is doing is conveying this, this uh, story that happened to her where obviously she's got some friend who knew that she, Mizzy, didn't believe this story. So now this person is apparently calling Mizzy on the phone and saying, see, are you watching the news? Do you see that this is real now? To the lemming masses, to the people who just swim in, in packs of fish, that makes total sense. Yeah, they're calling to let you know that this is bad. But to anyone with a with the ability to think for themselves, they're like, yeah, I don't believe the news. I don't let the news scare me. Calling me to tell me to watch the news to get scared, that's clearly not going to work. I don't get scared by the news. That's the whole point here. You believe the news. You don't see coronavirus with your own eyes. In your real life, it's not a real thing. It's only on the TV. It's only what they show you from Italy or from China or whatever. So in your mind, it's real. And they're telling you there's thousands of cases in Australia. So you believe it's real because that's what you've been told. But in your real life, you see nothing. You see nothing. I see the same nothing, which is why I do not believe. That's why Mezzi does not believe. So for someone to call me or to call Mezzi and say, see, are you watching the news? Do you see how real it is? It's like, no, that's why I didn't believe it in the first place, because it's only on the news. That's how far apart the lemmings are from people who think for themselves. Mezzi says that she let her friends know that she wasn't worried about the virus because it's propaganda and it's a push to frighten people and keep them in fear. His reaction was typical non-player character. Later in the day, I went to the gym last time because they're closing. So Mezzi likes to go to the gym, has an exercise routine, but this is the last time she can go because they're closing the gym and someone was saying that the media is encouraging people to ring friends that are at risk and tell them to watch the news and get informed. Interesting that I would get that call. So what she seems to be suggesting, Mezzi, is that her friend might have called her on the phone because the news is telling people because the media is telling people, if you know someone who's not watching the news and not believing this, you better call them and tell them to watch the news. See? This is the real virus. This is the mind virus. People watch a screen in their lounge room or on their phone, and the screen says, guys, things are bad. People are dying. You know, we've got to go into lockdown. And, and some people aren't even watching the news to be told this. You better, you better call them and tell them. You better call your friends and tell them that the news is telling you how bad things are and they need to see the same thing. Can you believe that people aren't watching the news right now and believing it? Call your friends, tell them. And you, so Mezzi's minding your own business, gets a phone call. Hey, Mezzi, remember how you said you didn't believe the things were bad with the virus? Well, have you watched the news lately? Things have gotten even worse, right? That's the, that's the world in which we live. So thank you very much, Mezzi, for the comments. Strange times indeed. So Shadow Tiger from the United States says the first thing I noticed let me scroll up here the first thing I noticed in the hospital video is that no one was wearing hazmat suits in the initial ER room if this is such a deadly disease that spreads so easily why would the doctors and nurses not be more protected in a room that is full of coronavirus afflicted I was wondering the same thing especially that that main doctor just standing in the doorway just wearing a sports jacket and a mask and we're being told the mask doesn't do anything remember because we're getting conflicting stories. Some experts are saying, oh, you've got to do this, you've got to do that. Others are saying, no, nah, don't do that. That'll be counterproductive. Some experts are saying, oh, wear the mask, it's good for you. Others are saying, no, nah, it's a waste of time, it doesn't do anything. Some experts are saying, wash your hands, wash your hands. Some experts, like the guy on Joe Rogan, is saying, no, nah, 
that's basically a waste of time, doesn't do anything. Some experts are saying that this is airborne and can travel if you're in the same room. Other experts are saying, no, that doesn't really happen. All these conflicting stories, okay? And one of those stories is that the mask doesn't do anything. Okay, so Mr. Sports Jacket Doctor, who's saying, oh, this is so much worse than the flu. This is way worse than the flu, guys, totally worse. The dude's just wearing a sports jacket and a face mask. And he's meters away from, what, five, eight, ten, a dozen people supposedly dying, have, you know, gasping for their last breath, we were told. Does that make sense to anybody? To the lemmings who just swim like fish, dart one way, dart another way, always in the, always in the school. Yeah, that makes sense. He's a doctor. And this is, the, this is the news. They wouldn't lie. That video was clearly presented to us in a certain fashion to propagate fear among the masses. I admit that I laughed out loud at that particular clip where the camera zoomed in on the elderly man that was breathing into the oxygen mask. Let me read that again. That was breathing into the oxygen mask that wasn't even moving. Yeah, the guy who was gasping for his last breaths and the, the mask didn't appear to be moving. Strange, isn't it? In the next scene, we finally see somebody wearing a hazmat suit. It is the interviewer, of course. Evidently, this guy was more worried than the doctor who was wearing minimal protection. As far as the Imagine video, so what I also played in the Kony presentation that we're talking about here was like a two-minute uh, clip that I'm sure some of you have seen of so-called celebrities singing Imagine. And it's like a, like what would you call it, a medley or a collage? One so-called celebrity sings one line. One so-called celebrity sings the next line. And they're all mashed together and they sing Imagine. The song about just imagine there's no countries, yeah? Imagine there's no countries. And I noted the irony in this that, well, there's, the countries are more, it's more, there's more countries now in terms of where you can and can't go than there were before. The borders were relatively open uh, not so long ago. Now they're not. So now the countries are closing their borders and they're all doing it at the same time. So it's kind of like we do have the one world. We're all going into lockdown. We're all being told what we can and can't do. We're all being told we can't go to the cafe can't go to restaurants, can't spend time with families on the beach. This is happening all over the world. The countries are all raising their borders, banning foreigners at the same time. If you didn't know better, you'd think it was all orchestrated from the top. And you've got these so-called celebrities singing, Imagine There's No Countries. And so Shadow Tiger says, with regards to that so-called celebrity collage thank you so much for sparing us just a few seconds he only played a few seconds I was like guys I'm going to play a couple of seconds of this and that's all these people are sickening yeah well yeah what can I say speaking of celebrities how come so many actors athletes politicians and the like are catching the virus good question Tom Hanks on the 11th of March and of course in his Golden Globe speech earlier this year just a couple of months ago he mentioned that sometimes when you're working Hard. You need good people around you, and it's good to work with such talented directors and actors. And sometimes you're up until 3 a.m. in the morning or 11 o'clock at night. He said those particular times, 3 and 11. And then on 3.11, just a couple months later, he's, he announces that he has coronavirus, guys, in Australia. At the same Golden Globes, he gives a separate speech. Someone says to him, what are you doing next? And he says, well, uh, I'm sick at the moment. Next, I'm going to Australia. These are his words, not mine. I'm sick. That's what he said. He says, I'm going to Australia. I'm going to play the bad guy. 
in an upcoming film with Baz Luhrmann. And he says, uh, you know, our thoughts with Australia at the moment. Because at that time, the big news story was the bushfires. Now, this is interesting because this uh, Tom Hanks character also played the, the lead role in a film called Inferno, 2016. In that film, the Inferno is not a bushfire. It is a super virus. Because the bad guy in that film wants to release a super virus to wipe out the humans. That super virus is called Inferno. Hence the name of the title of the film, Inferno. In that film, the Tom Hanks character wakes up in a hospital in Italy. In Italy, the current epicenter of this super flu. So, the guy at the Golden Globes who mentions the 3 and the 11, who would later, on 3-11, announce that he has the coronavirus, at the same Golden Globes, he mentions Australia, our thoughts are with them, as in the bushfires, the inferno. He mentions that he's sick and he's going to Australia. He mentions he's going to play the bad guy. This is the guy who was the, the lead actor in Inferno, which is all about a super virus. And some people, the fish, the non-player characters, they're like, oh, that's just coincidence. If you say that's anything other than coincidence, you're one of those crazy conspiracy theorists that we see on the TV. You know, the TV has told us that anyone who thinks that this is significant is crazy. And we should just dismiss them, ignore them, say nasty things about them not pay them any attention, and go back to the news and believe in what the news says. Okay, They've been programmed by the television to dismiss all of this as coincidence. And nothing that you or I say or do will change that. This is how they are. This is, this is now their state of being. This is their natural state now with the fish. And Tom Hanks is just one. Of course, there have been a number of politicians and, of course, the sports people. So all of these high-profile people who the lemming masses pay lots of attention to have gotten the coronavirus. Interesting, isn't it? Shadow Tiger continues, It seems every few hours a name pops up in my notifications announcing the latest victim of the coronavirus. It is ridiculous. You would expect these people to be much more sheltered from the general public than the average person. How come such a high number of them have it, yet I don't know of anyone in my circles that have it? Exactly. In regards to the military trucks, is there a nearby military base? That's a good question, I don't know. If so, it is not unusual for trucks to be transported from place to place. Furthermore, as you said, there is no way to verify what, if anything, was inside those vehicles. Do we even know when the clip was taken? Exactly. We don't even know if that clip is from a week ago, a month ago, a year ago, five years ago. How do we know? How do we know? We don't know. It was the same with all of those clips of people supposedly collapsing in China a couple of months ago. You know, do you remember that? This is going crazy in the so-called truth movement footage of people collapsing in china supposedly from the deadly virus firstly have you seen people collapsing in your neighborhood apparently in your country in my country and all over the world this is such a big epidemic such a big pandemic that they have to completely alter the the social and economic system do not socialize with your family do not socialize with grandma you might kill her do not go to the beach you might kill yourself or kill others Okay? Do not go to work. Don't worry, we'll give you money to stay at home. Okay? Don't go to your business. Your business is going to collapse. Uh, don't worry, we'll give you money. Right? Complete change to the social and economic order. That's how significant this pandemic is. Have you seen a single person collapse on the streets? No, you haven't. So what, that footage that we were being given from China, I think we can all see now that that was completely fake, exactly as I was saying from the start. Many people were saying this from the start, but 
Now, it should be clear that footage was fake. It was propaganda. It was part of this propaganda campaign. And right from the get-go, how do we know that this footage is legitimate? How do we know that this person that supposedly collapsed is actually sick? Let's pretend that it's legitimate footage and that the person is sick. How do we know that this is coronavirus and that they're not just dehydrated from too much alcohol the night before? How do we know that we didn't have some other condition? We don't know. How do we even know this footage is from this year or this week or this month? could be from five years ago. How do we know? We don't know. Do we? We don't. But people take it on face value, including people in the so-called truth movement. Very important to understand that just because someone is in the so-called truth movement, just because somebody considers themselves to be awake or red-pilled, doesn't mean they're intelligent. If they're still taking that footage on face value with no questions, they're a moron, period. And most of the so-called truth movement are moronic. There is no truth movement. Let's get that straight right from the start. There is no truth movement. Because they don't, and these individuals do not ask the kind of questions that Shadow Tiger asks. And there are others now. There's dozens of us on my website alone. And there's a couple other websites that also have people who ask these questions. People who are like, okay, TV says something, okay? The big man, the big man with the green head yells at us and tells us to be scared. Okay, what's their evidence that they're telling us all this stuff? What's their evidence to support this stuff? Do they have any evidence? Are they going to give us evidence? No, they're not. Shadow Tiger continues, the most important part of your video was the impending lockdowns and martial law. California, where I live, went on to lockdown late last week. Today, President Trump announced that he would be dispatching National Guard troops to three states, California, New York, and Washington. Needed to make sure that we all behave. So where is this at? Uh, sorry, let me say that again. So where is this headed? What is the end game? Thanks for the video, JLB. Great job as always. Thank you for the compliment. Looking forward to the next one, ST. Excellent comment, Shadow Tiger. I appreciate that. Yeah, is this the end game? What is the end game? What comes next? I, I don't know. I've got my suspicions, but uh, this is a, a rapidly progressing uh, event, isn't it? It does appear to be a genuine change to the social and economic order, and it appears to be long-lasting. It appears that this is not some temporary thing. But then again, in a couple of months, things could be back to, maybe not back to normal, but things might be going back to normal. See, that's possible as well. Seems increasingly unlikely. And I touched on this in last night's uh, stream, but basically this idea that people have had, oh, you can't have universal basic income because if you do, there'll be inflation. That's not real. That was never real. People just parrot what they've been told. This idea that money is this... Um, people have a strange conception of what money is, okay? Let's just put it like this. Suppose you have a country of 20 million people, for argument's sake, and all of a sudden, 20, uh, out of that 20 million, 2 million lose their job, all of a sudden. If the government were to give all of those 2 million people the same amount of money that they used to earn from their job, then there would be no inflationary effect, all other things being equal. Satiris paribus, as they call it in economics. All other things being equal, there'd be no inflation because there's the same amount of money being spent, isn't there? There would just be less work being done. Now, if the people losing their jobs are in non-essential, that's a loaded term now. If people losing their jobs are in things like call centers for swapping health insurance policies, there's no real work being done in that, in that environment. If these people are losing their jobs from tourism, okay, tourism is, I think, important, but that's not creating food or the things that people need to live. The things that are contracting, for the most part, are in areas that are not necessarily going to stop people living their lives in the most important sense, getting food on the shelves, getting water, 
getting uh, the, the toilet system, the sewage system being fixed up with its problems, the electrical system, those things that are most important for society to operate at this fundamental level, so long as those jobs remain, which they will, then the loss of everything else, even though it is destroying livelihoods and destroying the way that people live their lives, yes, that's not going to necessarily have an inflationary effect on the so-called economy. So what I'm trying to say here is that they can switch to a universal basic income. They don't even have to call it that. They can just call it a temporary uh, coronavirus economic relief measure or whatever they want to call it. But now the government is giving all these people who used to work, who were quite happy having a job, now they're out of jobs. They're getting fired left, right and center. Or if they run their own business, their business are collapsing because now they can't open a restaurant or now they can't run a tour group for tourists because there are no tourists, so on and so forth. If the government now just gives those people money, that's not necessarily going to lead to mass inflation that we've all been trained to believe. That was always a hoax from the start. So we are seeing, I believe, a transition to a universal basic income. Whether you think that's a good thing or a bad thing is up to you. I personally don't see UBI in and of itself as a bad thing. The way that they're transitioning to it, because it involves lies, I can massive lies and massive um, heartache for the people who are losing their jobs. And they don't understand this is all part of an agenda. They don't understand that the UBI will be provided and that overall they're going to be okay. They don't understand that. They're scared. They're scared. Can I feed my children? What am I going to be doing in three months' time? The people who spent years building up businesses, building up restaurants, building up tour groups and these kinds of things, they're watching that all evaporate. So this is a horrible experience for these people. So the transition to UBI is... uh, You can see why people uh, are not going to commend that. But overall, the idea of moving to a UBI, I don't necessarily have a problem with that. I don't necessarily have a problem with that at all. But that's that's uh, now we're getting into sort of areas where you know there's a conversation like there's fundamental premises that that I'm operating on that maybe some of you might not uh, get because I haven't explained that to you in this presentation. I explained it elsewhere, so some of what I'm saying might not make sense. So probably leave that conversation there for now. But what is the end game? Uh, obviously, I don't know. But I do think we're seeing a a shift, a planned shift in the social and economic order. Some of it might be good. Some of it might be horrible. All of that assessment will be for each individual to make. And most of them won't even be able to begin thinking about these things. Uh, Even people who kind of know what's going on in terms of this is all bullshit, this coronavirus is bullshit, even those people won't be able to fairly assess the changes because we're still in the middle of those changes. It might be years before the next order has established itself and and then they'll be able to make a fair assessment and i'll just leave that there for now but thank you st for the sensational comment i really appreciate that history buried it says lol the italian so-called doctor never cries he's talking about again one of the pieces of footage in the presentation so if you haven't checked it out already i recommend that you do History Barrier says the, this uh, so-called doctor only cries on the inside because he can barely keep a straight face on the outside. The struggle is real in Italy. The doctors are being overwhelmed trying to keep the duper's delight at bay. Excellent comment. Concise, succinct, and on point. Thank you, History Buried. <clears throat> Let's have a look here. This is, the next comment is from Just Zoe, which is a username I'm not familiar with. So welcome, Just Zoe, to the John the Bon 
paradigm, if you like, the John LeBond operation, the John LeBond thing. Welcome to John LeBond, just Zoe says. Hey, John, good vid. Thank you. Things are certainly hotting up. Another vid from a month ago from CGT in America with Peter Hotez shows similar propaganda from inside the hospitals in the country these whispers originated from. To my eyes, it's clearly nonsense. Dummies for props and at around the one minute mark, a close-up of one of the suits says a winner. Fast forward four weeks and we can see how quickly this race is being run. Just a thought regarding the Imagine vid, again the celebrity singing vid. Well, it's evident from people's reactions that belief is stronger than facts and illusion trumps reality. But with fear being the main proponent, what kind of future will people imagine for themselves? The future is uncertain, but then it was never mapped out. So I don't know exactly what Just So is getting at, but I think they're getting at, or certainly how I would address this concept of the Imagine. Yeah, there's many people in the, in the truth scene who right now are imagining for themselves and for their listeners, their readers, their viewers, a horrible future. As in, this is bad, this is all bad, what's happening is bad. Now, if you want to see it that way, fine. That's, that's your business, that's up to you. But once you start seeing it that way and seeing yourself as a victim, then that's what you become. There could be an upshoot to all of this. Let me give you one example. I've spent the last six years podcasting building up an audience of people who are interested in what I'm saying. Most of my audience does not agree with me about everything. I have some very controversial views about, for example, dinosaurs being a hoax. Ancient history, ancient Egypt, ancient Greece being a hoax. World War II being a hoax. Many of the members of my website and, and the broader audience don't necessarily agree with all of these things, and that's cool. And I'm glad about that. But I have built up over time this audience. It's not a following, and uh, the last thing I want is a following, but an audience is a good thing for someone like me to have because I've got all these ideas and things I want to talk about with people, talk with people. And so I've spent five or six years building up this audience, and I'm very happy with the audience that I've built up. And some of the comments that you've just read are evidence as to why. Look how thought out, how insightful and well thought out some of these comments are. These are the kind of people who were in that audience I was talking about. Well, to do that, I've had to put in a lot of time and effort that very few people will be able to put in because they've got to work a full-time job. They've got to look after a family. They've got to do this. They've got to do that. They cannot put in the time and effort that I've put in over the last few years. And now I've got this membership section of my website, which allows me to do this, quote-unquote, full-time. I was able to quit my own job a couple of years ago now. At the end of, well, actually, I stopped working altogether at that, at that job in January 2019. So that was a year ago, just over a year ago. And since then, I've been able to just rely on this website, this operation, and, and put my time solely into doing my research and producing my content. Now, imagine if there was a universal basic income. Then anybody who wanted to do that could do this, couldn't they? Anybody. They would no longer have to worry about going to some bullshit make-work job. Make-work is in most jobs now in the Western world. You spend more time in bullshit meetings, reading bullshit memos, shuffling bullshit paper. Most jobs, not all jobs. I know some people... Your job is serious and real. Some people have jobs that do involve a lot of work. Yes. Yes, they do. But a lot of jobs are bullshit, man. They're bullshit. And so how about instead of those people working bullshit jobs just to get their their money to live their life, they can just stay at home and do whatever they want. Okay? Not get much money, but enough to live. That's what UBI is all about. Now, some people will be like, no, I'd still rather go to work. Fine. That 
UBI does not stop that. It still encourages it because the amount of money that you get is still not that much. Okay, if you want to have a nice car and eat at nice restaurants, assuming that they will open again, if you want to do all these things, then you, the UBI won't be enough to lead a very uh, profligate life. And most people want to lead a profligate life. They can't help themselves. They need to have shiny things. They need to have the latest, the latest smartphone. They need to have a nice car to show off to their friends. They need to have a, a cute or at least a half-decent girlfriend. And for a lot of guys, that means paying the upkeep. You know, For most guys, that's just a reality. Let's not get into all of that right now. So with all of that being said, most people won't be happy with the UBI. They'll still work. Great. But for those people who just want to stay at home and do their own thing, or people who not necessarily, not necessarily stay at home but spend their time on their own, uh, their own projects, the UBI could be a good thing. Suppose somebody wants to start reading more books and doing more book analyses. They can do that. Guess what? There's not much of a market for that, especially when you first begin. So you're not going to make money doing that, at least at the, at the beginning. What if you can stay at home and not worry about the money and just get into becoming a, a book podcaster? I read this book. Let me tell you about it. Or I've got this uh, particular artistic um, interest. I like to make videos that splice the same actor in different movies into one video and show how they kind of play the same character in all these different vid- in all these different movies, almost by amazing coincidence. Well, guess what? There's not much of an audience for that, but UBI allows you to do that. Well, guess what? UBI is already here, not in that name. It's already here in America. People are being given multi-thousand-dollar checks in Australia, my country. If I was to go to Australia tomorrow, based on the current the current policies that they've just announced, I'd be given. I think I think people like me would be given. It's either a thousand dollars or a fortnight, or a thousand dollars a month. I can't remember which one it is. But either way, money for doing nothing, right? Like they used to have this thing called called the Dole. We call it the Dole. They now call it New Start. It was never officially called the Dole. It's still unofficially the Dole. But the point is, you're not working. You get money while you're supposedly looking for work. And a lot of people, they are looking for work. And, and so they might be on it for a month or two months, find a new job, no more payments. Some people just stay on that perpetually. Well, they've just basically doubled that amount of money because now there's all these extra people who are losing their jobs. I saw some footage just this morning, just, just quickly before I did start this stream, of photos of people lining up in queues around the block to get into the welfare office. Okay, <clears throat> We call the welfare offices in Australia Centrelink. Uh, it just means the welfare office. They're usually understaffed and full of people, almost as like a way to deter people from wanting to stay on the dole because, hey, you have to go to this office every couple of weeks. Who the hell wants to sit with all these other people for hours? You just go and get a job, you know? Well, now there's people lining up around the block because they've all just been laid off from their, from their job and or they've been looking for work for a while, never bothered trying to get the dole because it was so low. It's just been doubled. So now the, the Centrelink offices are being overwhelmed. We'll get used to that. Get used to that. Because the Prime Minister of Australia has said that this is a six-month thing. It could be longer than six months, mind you. That's kind of what I'm getting at here. But even if it's just for six months, this is a six-month trial of the universal basic income. All these people who used to work in restaurants, they've been fired. There is no restaurant work for them to do. Restaurants closed. Same with cafes. All these people who used to be personal trainers. Guess what? No gym to be a personal trainer. They're closed. So these people are out of work. So they are quite understandably lining up to get their government welfare, which is effectively now UBI. That's the kind of the point that I'm making. So if you are a creative person or you have an interest that was never financially viable in the past, well, now it kind of is. You're not going to get much money, okay? But it is enough to live. I should know because I've been living on stuff all money for years now. 
I've been living on very little. The work, the, I told you that I, I quit my, my last job, my last real job in January of 2019, and now I just do the website. That job was only full-time for a couple months a year. The rest of the year was only two days a week, all right? And at the time, the website that I run now wasn't as successful as it is now. And I'm not saying that it's super successful now, by the way, but it, was, it only had a, like a few dozen members. It was making almost no money. So between a couple of days a week work and the website, I was still earning almost no money compared to most people. So I led a very austere life. Didn't go out for dinner very often. Didn't go out to drink very often. I love drinking. Couldn't do it very often, right? I almost never buy new clothes. I mean, this shirt that I'm wearing right now, this shirt is at least five years old, at least, because I didn't even buy it. It was left behind by a housemate of mine when he moved out. And I was like, I'll wear it, see if I like it. I liked it. I've had it ever since. This, is, this shirt's at least five years old, man. I don't buy many clothes, right? This hat probably cost me three US dollars in, in Vietnam. These sunnies, I don't know, five or ten US dollars. Like, I live a, a very austere life. Now, compared to a lot of people, my life is is, uh, is boring. You know, they, they need to be going out to dinner. They need to be going out to, to the uh, popular clubs. They need to be taking regular holidays to, to the cool destinations. They need to light a smartphone. I get it, totally. I'm not saying that, that the life that I lead is the best. No way. What I'm saying is it can be done. So now people are being given the option, and you can lead a, a healthy life and a productive life and a meaningful life on very little money. So now the government's saying you can do that. You don't even have to work, okay? You don't even have to work. You might have to pretend to be looking for jobs, maybe, but you don't, maybe you don't even have to do that because, hey, all the jobs have disappeared. How can Centrelink force people to, to look for jobs when there are none, <laughs> right? So now, if you're in Australia, you now have this opportunity to follow your real passions, your real interests. This is small consolation for people with families and mortgages. I understand. Again, this is painful experience, what people are going through. I get it. But for a lot of people, they can now imagine a future where, hey, they do get to follow their passions. And, and maybe you can build up your own business. Maybe you're someone who does have insightful things to offer. Maybe you can watch a movie and see things that nobody else watches. And so now you can spend your time, watch a movie, take notes, read the script from the movie, see if there's differences between the script and the film. See if it's based on a book. Are there differences between the book and the film? What is it that the author was trying to say? What's the filmmaker trying to say? Are there any esoteric clues in this film that it's actually about something very different? Is it a film that we can use to see... uh, a semblance to our own to our own life or mirrors to our own life are there interpretations of this film that might be far more relevant than most people see in the film I'm going to spend the time scripting up a video doing a video presentation guys this is my interpretation of this film put it up on a website where you can sell your work for five dollars per uh, film analysis and make money guess what there's a guy who really does that Rob Ager he seems to be making quite a decent living from what he does because he puts the time and the effort in and he has insightful things to share maybe more people want to do something like that might take them a few months to start generating any income. Maybe in a couple of years, they're actually making a decent side hustle from doing this because they're providing an entertainment that people want. People want entertainment. People always want entertainment. Maybe now people are imagining a future where they're providing that entertainment. Maybe. That's the future they can now imagine. That's what I would recommend people do because I think imagining a good future is always better for you than imagining a bad one. However, the so-called truth movement is full of people who are like, no, no, this is, this is terrible. This is the end. Blah, 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 blah. And so I think that's what this committee is getting at uh, just so, that the, the imag- these celebrities with their imagined video, they're encouraging people to imagine a future. And for better or for worse, some people are going to imagine 
the future that they're being given, they're, they're being told to imagine. Just So continues, exciting times for sure, although I have to admit it's a little disheartening watching most of my friends and family buying into the coronavirus being a real thing. Each of them, though, responding in various ways, and not all bad, but we'll see what happens at crunch time. By the way, Italy, as far as I know, means young land, out with the old. I didn't know that. Is that true? Italy means young land. I didn't know that. There you go. Thank you very much for the comment, Just So. If you're new to the John LeBon experience, then I uh, hope you're enjoying your time so far. So the problem is some people have been, um, you know, viewers of mine or readers of mine for years, and then when they start a new BitChute channel or something, they use a new username, so I don't know who they are. So if that's ever happened with you, if you're someone who's been leaving comments, good comments for years, but when I've read your comment on BitChute or elsewhere and I didn't know who you were, and I treated you like a newbie, don't take it personally. I, there are some usernames that I remember, if, if they've been on the, on the website or on the channel for a long time, but if you start up a new one, how am I supposed to know? So just so I haven't seen that before. If, uh, if you are new to, to John Bond, welcome. If you're a, a long-time viewer and commenter, well, thank you either way for the lovely comment. And then Stephen Benedetto says hoax. Yeah, so it is a hoax, 100%. So short and sweet, I agree with you. So that is the comment response for the coronavirus video. Let's get back to the start there. Okay, this is John LeBon, coronavirus. Yeah, 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 we know, we know. So that's the, let's, let's refresh it. It'll come up with a thumbnail. How good is that for a thumbnail? I'm quite proud of that. So yeah, so that's the coronavirus video. Again, if you haven't seen it, link in the info box below. You can go and check out that presentation for free at the BitChute. If you haven't already done so, I do recommend, I'm not gonna tell you what to do. I'm just recommending what I think is best for me. And in some, in some cases, it might be best for you as well. If you are a content creator, get yourself a BitChute channel. I think it's worth it. Easy, free, no problems. And um, if, you haven't, if you're not a content creator, it's still worth having a BitChute account so you can subscribe to people. And you might find that some of your favorite YouTubers move to BitChute, and instead of just checking your YouTube recommendations or subscriptions, you might get into the habit of checking your BitChute subscriptions. And this way, if, if your YouTube channel, uh, your favorite YouTube channels are deleted, you can find them on BitChute. It's just a good redundancy to have. And as I said, the mailing list as well. I'll link to that in the info box below. And in a couple of days, I'll be sending out a mailing list email with a couple of podcasts that haven't been released publicly before. So if you're not a member of johnthebond.com and you want to get access to some member-only content, that's the way to do it, the JLB mailing list. Of course, if you've ever thought of joining johnthebond.com as a member, <clears throat> pardon me, I always had to clear my throat, otherwise my voice goes frog mode. Don't want that. So if you've ever thought of joining johnlebon.com as a member, now's a great time because, and, and by the way, if you sign up as a member right now, a 2020 member, it's a one-off payment. It's about 60 US dollars right now. Get your access for the whole year, all the content published this year, all the exclusive member podcasts, videos, articles, etc. These are all waiting for you right now. About 10 episodes of Sometimes Record, which is the current podcast series that we're doing. It's usually myself and a bunch of the members. We record a podcast. I then edit it, make it sound nice and beautiful, uploaded as a podcast sometimes we have special guests we've had uh, tim osman on a couple of times we've uh yeah i won't go through the whole special guest list but we've had a number of special guests already on the season so far you get access to all of this straight away no problemo uh, instant access plus you get access to the jlb discord server and the reason why it's a good time to sign up right now is because the australian dollar has uh, fallen significantly it's down to about 59 US cents. What that means is that if you see the price at $99, that's in Australian dollars. You'll be charged about 60 US dollars if you are an American. 
That's a one-off charge, gets you access to the whole site, uh, to the all the content published this year uh, for the whole year, and it's only March. So you've got everything that's been published in the last three months, plus the next nine month worth of material, you'll get access to it straight away. There are other membership tiers as well. They're also in Australian dollars. So whatever you see here, remember that's Australian dollars, not American dollars. The American dollar has destroyed the American dollar over the past uh, the past couple of weeks in particular. It was 65 cents and then it drops it drops to 50 something cents and then it bounced up to to 59 cents. But a year ago when I left Australia it was 72 cents. So uh, my website um, basically it's it's pretty much at the same level it was a year ago in terms of the number of members and the total revenue but the amount that I can actually spend is much less because the dollar has my dollar is now worth less in Malaysian ringgit or Thai baht or Vietnamese dong which is a bit of a shame but these things happen again it's all it's all part of the change there's no point worrying about these things or seeing yourself as a victim uh, we're going through a, a big thing of change at the moment and I said last night on the call it's natural to feel anxiety about change as humans and it's natural to feel anxiety when we don't know the future and both of those things apply right now so it's natural to be to be have, to have a certain level of anxiety that's very natural and I think all of us to some extent are feeling that but the people who are spreading fear about what's happening the people who are spreading fear about the future the people who are spreading fear about the change I'm not sure they're your friends. They might not know what they're doing. Like to, They might be so stuck in a fear paradigm that they don't even know what they're doing. That's, uh, that's up to them. But I think, I think for me, uh, a certain level of anxiety about what's happening is entirely natural and understandable, especially in my case because, yeah, I'm overseas. I don't know a single person in this city. I was meant to be going to a different city next. I can't. That city is in a country that's been locked down. So I might have to go back to Australia. And, and yeah, so my, my, my uh, immediate future my one week from today future is completely up in the air and I've got big decisions to make but oh well this, this is part of life man this is part of living the dream you go overseas you take a risk that while you do that some big shit might go down well it's gone down so I've got big decisions to make you try and run an online business you take the risk that your currency might tank alright uh, that, that happened big deal life goes on I, I can now go back to Australia and basically get on <laughs> universal basic income it might only be for six months okay that's all i need to to save up some cash and then do this all over again so you see there's silver linings to this guys now you might be in a country that doesn't have ubi okay i'm not i'm not saying that all of us have the same silver linings i'm saying there are silver linings if you look for them and and this change might not necessarily ruin your life yes it's ruining livelihoods people who've spent years building businesses are getting smashed i'm not defending that i'm not justifying that i'm not saying that's a good thing what I'm saying is that whatever is happening, is happening, okay? If you have a problem, then there is a solution to it. If there's no solution to, a, to something, it's not a problem because problems have solutions. If there's no solution to it, then it's not a problem, it's a circumstance. That is, this is the new normal and we must adapt. And, well, we don't, I shouldn't say we, I must adapt and I must flourish. That is what I'm going to do. That is what a smart, intelligent, positive person does. Not everybody is smart or intelligent or positive. They might flounder. The change might ruin them on a physical level, on a mental level, on a financial level, on a spiritual level. I can't help that. I cannot, I cannot help other people. I've never claimed to be able to help other people. But I can help myself. And that's what I'm going to be doing. And that's what I think you can do as well. 
And those are the kinds of attitudes and philosophies that you'll see on johnthebond.com. So if you're used to going to Godlike Productions, Reddit Conspiracy, all the other channels in the so-called truth movement, full of negative people, see themselves as victims, want to sit around and complain, that's not what my website's like. So if that's what you're looking for, then probably best to avoid my website, I would say, for my benefit more than for yours. But if you are interested in being around people who can see what's going on, but are not negative about it, not seeing themselves as victims, not trying to scare each other, then johnthebond.com might be the website for you. Have a think about it. Like I said, mailing list in the info box below. Uh, the coronavirus presentation that we've just discussed in the info box below. Go and check it out. Johnthebond.com. Johnthebond.com. There's heaps of free material there. If you're still new to all of this, you might want to not even join up as a member yet. Just go and check out the free material. Listen to the free podcasts. Watch the free videos. Read the free articles. Get an idea of what the website's all about before you make a decision to join. That's probably a sensible thing. Johnthebond.com. Go and check it out. I'm very proud of it. been spending years working on it. And these are all the people who've made it possible. I'm going to read out their names right now. These are the people who have allowed me to do what I'm doing for the past several years. And without them, you wouldn't have seen the stream that you've just seen. You wouldn't have seen any of the content on johnthebond.com over the last period of time because it wouldn't exist without the support of these people. <clears throat> so let's read these out right now. Adam, Adrian C, Alpha X Omega, Al, Anthel, Archer, Baltimore, BC and you, Bendy Water, Big Dave, BM Seattle, Brandon Berry, Bravo, Callum, Chad628, Chris746, Chris Langton, Cruiser Now, Curryman11, DB User, Dante from New York, DJ Mo1987, Dr. My Eyes, Fenzig, Flyfisher, French Bull Dab, History Buried, we saw a comment from them today in this comment response, Human Being, ID Cants Buyer, JD, Jimmy Scala, Clink39, Nightly News, Laura Mars, Local Chump, Mark J, Mass, Maddie V, Messi was in the comments today as well. Mum with Sons, Mongo, Emrakowski, Notosphere, Negan, Tropic, Nocrates, Noise Nest, Off Story, Pango, Permaculture Hill, Philharmonic, Philip BBG, PJG, Pono Coupon, Sot, Ravi Rico, Selzberg Gold, Shadow Tiger, left a fantastic comment, thank you very much. Sarah Ha, Steffers, Still Fiona, Stones, Maverick, Sunny, The Portland Thinker, who will be on an episode of the. Uh, the, what do we call it now? The Sometimes Record series. This week, we'll be talking to Portland Thinker. That should be good. The Prophet 49, Tyke Limited, Top Secrets, Truth, Truth Grasshopper, Uninspired Thought, Vela Set, What's Up Sport, and Who Knows. The current 2020 members, CM. <coughs> Pardon me, there we go with the frog voice. Try again. CM, that's better. CM, Dipey Dipey, Jumpy64. Dipey was in the comments as well, under Thrice at Hermes. He has two names. So we'll try this one more time. Final time, 2020 members, CM, Dipey Dipey, Jumpy64, Lester Bot, and Thirst for Truth. And then finally, the Super Agents, Alistair Kane, Fung, Technognosis, Apoc Shaker, Waterman Chris, JPC Hando, Truth34, Nate M, and Original Simulant. So those are the people who have been supporting my website, some of them for several years. Some of them are more recent additions, but all of them have helped this presentation to happen. Without them, it wouldn't be happening. Without them, I would have gone and gotten a regular job in Australia some time ago. And maybe I would have lost that job recently. Maybe I would have found a job in, a, in an area where people aren't losing their jobs. But either way, I would have been working a, a normal job without these people. So thank you once again to all of them. The latest member is Will Lose. And then in the last couple of days, we've also been joined by, from memory, and I don't want to bring up my email because I'm streaming right now, but from memory, AP has just joined as a member. Welcome AP to the site. And one other person. What's their username? I do know this. Give me one second. Mm, don't remember. I do apologize. To that new member whose username I haven't recalled immediately, 
I will uh, make sure that you get top billing in the next presentation that I do. Thank you all once again for supporting JohnLeBond.com. In these bizarre times that we're living in, we are living in not just the biggest thing since 9-11. This is the new 9-11 is a baby hoax compared to what's happening right now, I think many of us would agree. What a time to be alive. So what I'll do is read out the comments from the live stream chat to round out the show. Let me just go back to my coronavirus video. Once again, that is available completely for free and it's, uh, it's an edited piece. That's not just me streaming and then uploading. Not that there's anything wrong with that. That's a piece that I recorded, then I edited, then I uploaded, and it's available right now on the BitChute channel. Let's go and see what people are saying in the live stream chat. Let's go and check it out. Uh, Let's see. It looks as though people have been discussing uh, Freemasonry. Fair enough. Interesting topic. It's not really the the purpose of this particular stream, so we'll just leave it there. Um, It seems as though a very interesting chat has been taking place, but... I can't read it all out right now. We'll just leave it for now. Oregon D says, I might become part of that audience. I think he means JohnTheBond.com so I can keep old Alistair in check. I know what's going on in those rooms. Not sure if Oregon D is being facetious or being serious, but uh, either way, yeah, if you join JohnTheBond.com expecting to bust shills, to uh, expose shills, you're welcome to do that. You're welcome to try, but you're probably going to be surprised by what you find on the other side. A lot of people have this idea that uh, groups that are closed off, whether it is a a so-called secret society, such as Freemasonry, or it is a membership website, where there is a smaller audience behind the paywall than, than there is in the public section, and there is more specific content behind the paywall than there is uh, for public, some people have this idea that there's uh, something nefarious, or even not nefarious, just um, something uh, radical going on. So those people have that idea. I mean, I can't speak for Freemasonry. I'm not a Mason myself, but uh, certainly in terms of membership uh, websites such as my own, yeah. If you're joining expecting that you're going to be told the great truth, or that there's going to be some radical thing going on that you'll be uh, initiated into, you might be disappointed. I would think. Uh, I mean, like I said, you can try. You can. Why don't you sign up for one month and then if you don't like it after a month, cancel. What have you got to lose? But yeah, if you're going there expecting something radical, you might be disappointed. Probably, like if those are your hopes, probably not to get those hopes up. If your hopes are to chat with people, real life people who know that this is all a hoax, but who are not afraid of it, who are not trying to spread fear, people who are trying to see the bright side of things, if that's what you're looking for, then yeah, you'll probably get exactly what you're looking for. But um, if you're looking for ooga booga, scary, uh, nefarious uh, shills or something, yeah, I mean, you're welcome to come and look. If you find any, tell me by all means, but I don't think you're going to find that, just quietly. Uh, Let's see what else is going on. Um, yeah, lots of uh, kind words. I appreciate that. Shadow Tiger says he wants to be a super agent. Well, there's a couple of openings left. Limited supply. Sorry for the dead air here, guys. I'm just reading through the comments. 
normally I hate dead air. I normally do everything I can to avoid it, but we're at the end of this presentation, so I'm uh, taking some more liberty with it. Alistair Kane informs me that Dan Dritikul refers to branching pathways. Think streams and tributaries from larger rivers. There you go. You learn something every day. In some ways, I think my English skills are pretty good. In some ways, I think my English has a long way to go. And I like to think that I'm still improving my vocabulary and my exposition. So thank you. Dendritical. Dendritical. Dendritical means like a tributary to a river. Dendritical. I like it. Okay. With the context, of course, being, let's go back to this uh, comment that was left. Somebody said something about dendritical. Where are we? Let's search for it. Control F. Who made the dendritical? Truth Magnet P says... It's a long sentence. If if uh, if that, I pretty much have to read the whole paragraph to give the context of the of the word. Well, guys, we're learning something today. Today we're learning the word dendritical. Let's see this comment from Truth Magnet P one more time. Uh, I often watch your video with sound, without sounds, to get a take of what it's all about. They're editing the whole thing. They're trying to convince you. If what they're trying to convince you of comes from an authoritative source, the masses will believe it reflexively. They'll assume the position of authority. And people will believe what is said by authority without involving too many dendritical pathways. So in other words, I think what the, the use of the term in this context is, is like, whatever they're being told, that's, that's as far as they can go. There's no other thought going on in their minds. It's just what they're told is true. Whereas we might have a whole bunch of other things in our mind. Well, I know this news media organization has lied to me before. I know this government has lied before. I know that this video could be edited, so it might not necessarily be a true representation of real world, etc. I think that might be the, the relevance or the, the use of that word in this context. But I, I just learned this word for, my, for the first time myself a minute ago, so I'm uh, trying to learn dendritical. Dendritical, okay. Dendritical. Am I pronouncing it properly? Because that's another problem. My pronunciation is usually terrible because most, most new words I learn, I learn from reading. And today's a case in point. I don't, I don't learn it from hearing people. So I'll just start saying the word in a way that makes sense to me. Sometimes I'm correct with my pronunciation, sometimes not so much. Interestingly, the, the last so-called real job that I had, like I said, I left it in January of last year, involved dealing with many foreign people uh, as customers, many, many, many foreign people. And I got pretty good at pronouncing foreign people's names. Not for all countries, some countries are still not very good. But a lot of countries, I got very good at pronouncing their names. To the point where a lot of times people are like, "Oh my God, have you, you know, have you been to that country? How did you know how to pronounce that name?" I'm like, "Well, I've never been there, but I, uh, I deal with these uh, these foreign names all the time. You know what I mean? So it's interesting that my pronunciation my pronunciation of English is often terrible, but my pronunciation of foreign names is often, not always, better than than average, isn't it? Anyway, we're getting towards the end of this stream." You have to know what you're good at and what you're bad at. A lot of people are blind about what they're good at and what they're bad at. They they don't really understand their, their own strengths and weaknesses. I think we all uh, suffer from that from time to time, but some people worse than others. So let's go back to the live stream comments. Anything to round out the show? Let's have a look. Alistair Kane says, with figures and statistics changing by the hour, I find it hard to give merit to any prediction Regarding the future plans of any government, trying to stay optimistic myself. Good. Trying to stay optimistic. I like that. It seems as though Oregon D has spent a lot of the time in the chat 
complaining about the so-called elite, which I understand. I, I, used, I used to see myself as a victim as well. It wasn't a good time of my life. And Elsa Kane says, yes, I have the proper pronunciation. Excellent. All right. Well, like I said, guys, one more time worth going over this. If you haven't already, join the mailing list. It is free. If you do that, no matter what happens to my YouTube or my BitChute, I can keep you informed of where to find my work. If you're a content creator, consider uh, creating a, a mailing list. It's easy to do. If you want uh, assistance in doing that, feel free to email me, and I'll be more than happy to show you how it's done. There's a ton of companies that do this for free, and the only piece of advice I would give is just make sure that when you start building your mailing list, you're regularly downloading a backup of the list because they can, in theory, delete your mailing list uh, from their company and say, we don't want you here anymore. No problem if you've been downloading that list. You can export it to a different company or just run the mailing list yourself from your own email account. But keep a backup is the one piece of advice I would give on the mailing list. I certainly do that as well. Uh, 2020 members, yeah, now's the time to join up, guys. It's never been cheaper to join up as a member of johnlebond.com. I was going to read out some of the testimonials, but I think we'll leave that for today. Um, it's uh, 1.15. I want to get going here. And yeah, check out the coronavirus presentation. Big thanks to everybody who has already gone and checked it out and left nice comments. I really do appreciate it. And thanks once again to all the members of johnlebond.com who make all of this possible. So we're going to leave it there. I think we've covered enough for today. What have I got coming up? Later today, I'm going to edit and release my recent call with Tim Osman about the coronavirus. He has found a bunch of esoteric so-called coincidences to do with this event. We discuss all of that and more. He's a very insightful guy, Tim Osman. I know that he's controversial. He rubs some people the wrong way. I get it. But uh, I personally quite enjoy speaking with him. And I spoke with him a few days ago. I was meant to release that one sooner. But I've just been addicted to this coronavirus nonsense. But today I'll uh, edit that and release that. And I'll send it out to the members of johnlebond.com. And uh, yeah, who knows what tomorrow and from that point forward will bring. I don't know if I'll be in Australia. I don't know if I'll be in Kuala Lumpur. I don't know if I'll be in some other country. I mean, who knows what the immediate future holds for me? Who knows? But uh, whatever happens, it happens. Best to go into these things with a positive mindset and hope for the best. So that being said, this has been the coronavirus coronavirus comment response. Thank you for bearing with me and my croaky voice today. It's been March 23, 2020, day six of lockdown here in beautiful Kuala Lumpur, Malaysia. And uh, yeah, not much more to say. Thanks once again to all the people sending positive wishes and positive vibes. And uh, yeah, I'm sure I'll see you all again sooner rather than later. So on the 23rd of March, once again, 2020, John Bond coming to you from Malaysia for johnlebon.com. Check the links in the info box below. And until next time, remember, no more monkey business. <laughs> Shamona.